Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Um, well, to tone it down in the whole dystopia thing uh, we're going to, I read some Dr. Seuss. Um, now, you guys might know Dr. Seuss, but I didn't, actually. I've never read Dr. Seuss in my life. And did not grow up with... I only know the cat in the hat, to be fair. Well, I never grew up with it. I think it's more of a... What's the word? Because I, I, I mainly grew up in Spain. I don't think it's a thing. I'm not sure if it's popular, actually, in, in non-English-speaking countries. Mm. Maybe that's my excuse. I, I don't know. <laughs> and everyone knows the Grinch, for example. But I, I Oh, yeah, the Grinch, word. yeah. That wasn't a word that was Dr. Seuss. So I thought, because um, I'm getting into children's uh, fiction, Oxford, and I, don't, I haven't told you this thing, but I actually finished... Um, a children's book uh, very recently. Oh. Yeah, me and Elisa actually uh, were... Yes, indeed. We can send some pictures indeed. Nice. And we're, I wrote it for my brother uh, Lorca for his birthday. And Elisa did some lovely illustrations as well, actually. And yeah, um, so we've been working a, a lot on children's literature and I've been reading a lot more children's literature because of it. And Dr. Seuss, he just kind of I, I, I knew often, but the thing that attracted me was just the illustrations. So I gave it a read, and I didn't know that he has his own kind of poetic meters, and he's got his own writing style. Yeah, um, I think it's a bit weird, isn't it, at times? Yeah, it's, it's quite, it was quite, uh, it was Carol-esque, even though it was maybe not the same poetic style, but it reminded me of the kind of things that you would read for Alice in Wonderland, you know, yeah. it's kind of very structured measures. And I think you you people read Dr. Seuss' uh, kids read Dr. Seuss to actually start being able to read. So it's used very much in school. So there's this educative aspect to yeah. the whole Dr. Seuss part. <laughs> anyway, um, I only realized this kind of when I was reading it. So I read four of the, uh, of his books and uh, just they're, they're simple to read. Uh, I tell you this, it's great read just before going to sleep because they're extremely surreal. And I find just when you when you getting really sleepy and you just kind of keep on reading, it becomes very surreal. And I do love the his whole kind of concept was is well like um his whole concept is just like, you know, kids are bored and they're fishing at a at a pond and there's nothing in there but you know, so but so they're gonna think, well, what could there be? And literally Dr. Seuss comes up with the most bizarre creatures a lot of the time or bizarre situations. So so this the is like a, a waiting for Godot kind of uh, uh, absurdism, right? Indeed, it is. Yes, exactly. Your favorite play, right? So let's uh, <laughs> let's be honest here. So uh, the four uh, books I read were. Um, um, I just want to get in the right order, actually. So from 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 the right order, I read um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, The Cat in the Hat, mm-hmm. the two famous ones. Then just to begin with, exactly. Um, the Cat in the Hat. Um, if I had, if I ran this, if I ran the circus, and the next one was make make Ellie Pool. 
So the last two are not famous at all. Uh, no. McAllegott's Pooh is actually uh, not published anymore because supposedly of some racist imagery. Uh, I have to disagree, though. Um, but anyway, it's become actually a very precious book uh, to get because it's not anymore in publication. So the one I want to talk about is, to be honest, the, the ones I like best are the last two. The ones that are not as famous. I, I thought... I, I, I like least How the Green Stole Christmas. I just didn't think it it was a very simple story, good. But compared to The Cat in the Hat, which already got a lot of fantastic situations mm-hmm. about a cat entering and like starting to juggle Italian things, if I run the, if I run the, when it comes to if I run the circus, it's literally about a boy who's at, he's just looking at, at, at this space with trash in it. And he's saying, what? Well, if I run this place and if I run the zoo behind this guy's place, well, guess what would happen? And the whole story is literally like all these amazing things happening, incredible things like happening in the circle, like absolutely incredible things. And this is when I really started liking Dr. Seuss because this is really like, oh, I, I would never have imagined this creature to exist. So I really loved the, his original. He's very, he's very original. He really came up with things that I would never thought of. But at the same time, something that only a kid would have come up with. So it's really this child's imagination. And I have to say that if I'm going to mention more of one book, it's McAllegott's Pool. So McAllegott's Pool is an earlier one, actually. It's a story of of a boy, Marco, who's the character from the first book ever wrote, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. And similar as in that book, uh, Marco simply imagines uh, something because he's bored. So he lives in a very normal world. But he starts imagining, well, what could happen? And in this case, Marco is sitting at Megaligo's pool. And uh, I'd like to read out the, the beginning here. Yeah, go ahead. Because I, I think it's also, I actually think Dr. Seuss is a, is a great, uh, he's got a great rhythm inside of him. He could have been a musician, in my opinion. So it begins with, um, and it's one of the very few watercolor uh, books. So I do, re- do look at uh, Dr. Seuss nice. book, not just read. Young man, laughed the farmer. You're sort of a fool. You'll never catch fish in McElligot's pool. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. So, the pool is too small, and you might as well know it. When people have junk, here's a place that they throw it. You might catch a boot, or you might catch a can. You might catch a bottle, but listen, young man. If you sat 50 years with your worms and your wishes, you'd grow a long beard long before you'd catch fishes. <laughs> and then Marco looks at him and um, he says, Hmm, answered Marco. It may be you're right. I've been here three hours with one single bite. There might be no fish. But again, well, there might. Because you can never tell. What goes on down below? This this pool might be bigger than you or I know. And then uh, the story goes that he imagines that there's an underground tunnel that leads to the sea and that it is, then at the mm. sea there is a big sign post saying, come here to make Elliot's pool. And all the most, the craziest kind of fish you can imagine come. Let me ask you something, because this might be great for kids, but is it difficult as an adult to read the rhyming couplets? I don't know how long no, I can I, take of that. I, I, I love it. I love it. I can't get enough of that kind of okay. stuff. Like like Alice in Wonderland. I, I, I devoured Alice in Wonderland. And I, yeah. I, I really like that stuff. 
because I like I like ballroom music, and um, I always imagine for some reason I always imagine Wayne Dyer. And uh, do you know Wayne Dyer? It's a, no, he's a, he's a lovely uh, American philosopher from the well, okay, maybe from the seventies onwards. But uh, he had an amazing voice. They love audiobooks, and I just imagine that him, his voice, saying this out loud. Okay. No, I think it's great because, and the pictures really compliment as well because mm. you get like all these. Oh, kind the pictures of good. Indeed, the pictures are good. The one that makes this book a bit controversial, it's got it, it's got Eskimo fish in it. You've got um, Asian features, I suppose, uh, in right. the face. I can't say it differently. I suppose maybe they thought this was inappropriate. I, I think it's um, it's beyond the point. I think because the, the whole book is just about the whole book is a metaphor of like thinking big. The same as as if we run the circus, it's really encouraging kids to like not, you know, you might be in a gray area with junk, because a lot of the books, these books are actually kids living in places where it's just junk. Right. But they, but then you just if you just use your imagination, you could create the most beautiful things. So okay. I think they're really, I, I think even for adults, they completely work these books. And you've got circus fish here. You've got kids. Uh, you've got uh, fish who um who go skiing. You've got uh, fish from the Tibet who go uh, jumping out and parachutes and all kinds of stuff. Nice. You've got fish bigger than whales, and uh, <laughs> it's amazing. So this is what I recommend, not just for your children, but also your inner children, guys. So if you get a hand of Mick Elliott's pool, recommend that one. But I liked all of his books, actually. So Okay, very good. Well, I'll get on to my last book. Um, before I do, just another quick reminder. Um, booksboys.com is the site where you can find all the links to all the different places to listen to the show and to our other projects, our music on Spotify and of course our Patreon patreon.com slash booksboys where you can get the Playboys and the Caper Captains we did new Caper Captains this month as well because Robert read uh, the ABC Murders we did, um, you know, there's the Shakespeare, there's a lot of, you know, I think about Shakespeare, he just didn't write enough Henrys, you know, we, not enough I Henry the Sixth so, yeah. parts, you know. I, I don't know, like, it just, why did he have to do so little? <laughs> like, could you not have done Henry, could you, could you not have done, also done, like, Henry Revisited? Yeah. Or, like, Henry, you know, Henry, like, 1.2 or something, like you know, like, kind of, we <laughs> So, you, you can get all our extra shows there, and I'd recommend everyone to check that out. Poetry Paths, Film Fellows, Caper Captains, Forensic Friends, every everything imaginable is on there, so. Everything you would ever want in life, guys, is there. You never have to listen to any show ever again. It's all there. It's all there. It's all there. Um, guess the last book I read is Captured Within by a Nigerian author, oh. um, and the name of that author is Kemke Izinwa. Now, the interesting thing about this book is it's about a chap, Matthew Udon, who goes missing. And Matthew's yeah. missing for 21 years. And the book oh. gives us little snapshots. You know what it says? Missing one year. Missing three years. And it just gives little snapshots into the oh. lives of his friends and, and family and neighbours during um, his life. So it's a really, really interesting concept. And we just um, we just get little snapshots and little... Um, pictures of their life and there's this chap William Bernard and he's the son of, of Father Bernard he wants to be a priest but he loves this girl um, Annette and it's the kind of story about them being in love but well eventually they do they do find Matthew who's missing within the family he was kind of hidden in plain sight um, but there's a big cast of characters and religion comes into it a lot and just bits of it are set in Nigeria and bits of it are set in the UK 
but um, it's it's just an interesting interesting mix of all the family, the community, uh, all the friends, the neighbors are always popping by. There's a big cast of characters. Um, there's 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 a guy Lavinius that you don't really like. You do feel sad when Annette loves William, and but she she gets pregnant by Lavinius, who is essentially oh. the the bad guy of the book. And oh, some okay, of the girls are very chaste and very. I'm not giving up my virginity, and others are like, "Well, I'm gonna have a bit of fun." So, so there's variety in the characters, you know. So okay, it's sure. it, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting uh, book. It really is. Um, so oh, hold on a second, there, PJ. I yeah. do believe I hear the telephone ringing. What's going on? Just uh, bear with me, PJ. I'm gonna start to see who's on the line. I'll be back in a second. Okay. Hello, you through the books, boys. You've got Dean on the line. Who's calling? Hi, I'm Agnes K, and I'm also known as Kim Kai Isingwa in the book Captured Within. Ah, okay, awesome. So we were just talking about uh, by Captured Within. So I, I actually read it um, this week. Um, no, this is not your first book. You've written a lot of books. Is that right? Yes, but this is my first published book. I republished it. That's why it's in a different name now. Right. Okay. So you've written other things and this is the first one published. I mean, is there a reason that this one was chosen? Do you think, is it your, is it your favorite? Is it your best one? Or what's your own take on that? I think it's my leap of faith because that's the, that's the first thing I put out there. It's not the first thing I've written. It's the yeah. first thing I put out there. So I felt that would be my kind of coming out. I'm now coming into the comfort of being a writer. So mm-hmm. I figured, why not start with where you began? That's That makes sense. And how long have you actually been writing? I started writing in 2010, 11. Wow. So you've got a full decade or more of, of actually writing. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. So the interesting thing I think about Captured Within, so the, 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 the initial premise of like Matthew Udon being missing for what, 20, 21 years before they, they kind of realize who it is. It's yes. such an interesting premise because, okay, so a lot of the story does take place near the end, but we get these little bits as we go along missing for, you know, a year or four years, eight years. We, we see little bits throughout the lives of his family and of all these people before we eventually discover. And it's really interesting just to take those little snippets in time before we kind of get to the end and we get to the kind of the main story. What was the idea to do that? Like, how did you kind of come up with that idea to do these little installments? Um, I just wanted to write... Initially, when I got, first got the idea, I felt I wanted to write about a woman's prayer for her child because sometimes it's really hard I think there was something I saw on tv and someone was talking about poverty levels and the fact that schools had to be given food for children and there was this idea of taking that away and people were complaining about it so I said okay why don't I write about a woman's prayer and feature it about where I'm from because I'm Nigerian yeah so I said, okay, I'll do something about a woman's prayer and how it doesn't always come as you pray or wished for. That's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And but the story just took a different turn. Okay. And it came about this boy missing. And I think if he wasn't missing, there was no way her prayer would be answered, I think. Because yeah. he would be stuck to her and she'll be stuck to him. So something had to 
take him away from her. And that's where the accident happens. And the, the part of the priest taking care of him just spun its way in there. I don't know how. So that's how the story went on with. So, and I wanted to also bring to the fact that sometimes there are people in our lives that are so well connected to us and we can't explain why or how we, we, we connect. There's this, um, I've forgotten the word I wanted to use, but there's that connection. And then sometimes you find out, oh, we're related somehow. How come? And then you see this mix and then you see all these um, ancestry.com and stuff. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're so connected. So I wanted to put that into, yeah. into the story without actually saying it. So yeah, that's yeah. why. And we have some parts, you know, I suppose set in Nigeria and some parts then in the UK as well. And it's always funny when it's set in the UK because they're always watching, you know, the chase or Coronation Street or something. And it's like, okay, this bit's in the UK because they're watching really, <laughs> really stereotypical British television shows. <laughs> um, so um, may- I was going to say, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, I wanted to say um, I'm more of an indoor person and I was kind of stuck with it. And I, I kind of found it boring because it's, it's um, that ordinary TV, if you don't have the satellite, ordinary TVs, if you don't have the sky thingy, yeah, it's the same thing over and over. And then on during the weekends, they now throw in from Monday to Friday's work for you to watch all over again. And because I was talking doors a lot, I think that's why that was the only thing I could really bring to the table. <laughs> no, I, I liked that. I thought it was funny. Because um, it's like, that's what it's like. And that's what I remember growing up before we had all the Sky TV and all the satellite and everything. It was yeah. the same three or four channels. And then everyone was watching the same three, you know, couple of TV shows every week. So <laughs> yeah. I, that's what it was like, you know. Um, you mentioned as well, obviously, about the theme of it being a woman's prayer. And obviously we have William who wants to go into the priesthood. And we have Father Bernard. Religion plays quite an important role. I mean, there's bits where people are just giving Bibles as gifts, a lot of things. Do you want to tell us about the importance of religion for the characters? Well, that's all. For most people, well, me growing up, it was in your face a lot. So you're stuck with it. Whether you believe, you don't believe, you're stuck with it. And in some ways, you have to conform or you'll be sort of treated like an outcast. So you have to belong to something. If you're if you're in the north, northern part of Nigeria, you have to be Muslim. If you're not Muslim, you have to conform either in dressing or respecting mm. the their holy days and that kind of thing. So if you're in the south, you have to be Christian. If you're not Christian, you're pagan. If you're pagan, you're fetish. And if you're fetish, it's like a no-no, it's a taboo. People right. do it in secret, but it's a taboo. So, right. so that's where it always and it's always thrown in your face. There's always some activity to be involved in so that's what he had and that's what she had and William's decision to go into the priesthood was um to to shield his heart really Mm -hmm. follow the story is to shield his heart because he got heartbroken yeah and figured if he was a priest there's no point in worrying about any other person doing the same thing to him sure no, there was just, I think, I can't remember who it is, but there's a funny bit where they just mentioned that, like, all the relatives and everyone, they just keep giving him a Bible, like, over and over again. It's like, you know, I'm thinking, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to yeah. Bibles now, you know? <laughs> yes, because um, it, growing up, if, if, we, if you travel to a different town, you have to stay in a hotel. And you yeah. stay in, in the hotel, you always get a Gideon Bible. 
Yes, yes. Every room had a Gideon Bible. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> By the time you, and if you leave, if peradventure you leave with one, the following day, it will be replaced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're, so you just keep taking. <laughs> <laughs> and although, you know, my favorite part is obviously the story about Matthew, about William, um, and, the, the you know, there's the going into the priesthood, but there's also the kind of love story with Annette, and, and she's got her bits with yeah. Lavinius and all this. But apart from those kind of what I'm going to kind of call the main characters, the main story, you know, there's a lot of other characters. Yeah. It's a big, big family yeah. and there's a lot of stuff going on. How did you keep track of all the, you know, all the side characters and all the whole family? Because it was, there's a lot of characters, you know. Um, I think that's part of the reason why I had to pull it out and rewrite it again. Because I wanted to write, um, the people involved in his life were kind of like everybody on the street. And mm. that's why it goes missing. And somehow he's involved with all these people. And they're affected, even though loosely for some. Livinus was barely affected by it. He was kind of relieved. <laughs> yeah. And um, But Ambrose was quite affected by it because they were really close. So I wanted to bring that in. And Ambrose had sisters and friends and his mother and... Um, Matthew's mother and all of that. So it's, it's a big community. They have a good of. community, yeah. Yes, yeah, so how his disappearance affects them positively and negatively, I wanted to portray that. So it's kind of like a village thing. And to build them, I had to use A3 um, sheets to just find my way <laughs> around the... <laughs> Just the links between it's, all the characters. It was difficult initially because I kept going back to it, and I and it was frustrating because I, I I like to do something and be over and done with it, but editing is a whole different ball game because you, you mm. keep coming back, you keep coming back until you, you you have to not hate the book in the end, but kind of tolerate <laughs> the process <laughs> of it. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there's a lot more work than just that original idea and writing it down. There's a lot of reworking and yes. editing, yeah. So what's what's next? Are you working on on your next release or what's happening now? Um okay, I was working in November last year. I was working on my ninth book and I got another idea. So they're working on the ninth and the and the tenth book at the same time. Then somewhere along this year, during uh, just before Valentine's mm. fiasco, <laughs> I like to call it, I got another idea. So I'm kind of stuck with that one. I can't make up my mind on what's next yet mm-hmm. because there are three stories struggling to take precedence in my head. Okay, are we allowed to get a sneak peek at what what there are? Okay, um, <laughs> um, one of them is, I haven't decided on the title, but I decided to stick with Rhyming Shadows, and that's the third installment for the Girl From Home series. Okay. That's the final book on it. So that's about Zainab's story. Uh, <laughs> I can't go into more details about it. Okay. Then there's... The second installment uh, of Blossom, Blossom in Winter is the, is the first. The one after it will be Blossom in Spring. Right. And it's about Ilona's story. 
Ilona is um, Asmao's best friend, sort of. They meet when Asmao gets stuck with a marriage of convenience and their mm -hmm. character builds from there and they, they blossom into a, a beautiful friendship. But the, the difference between them is that Ilona is in love with Asmao and Asmao hasn't registered that concept. She's right. Muslim. Right. So this, this blossom in spring is going to be Ilona's story. Okay. And her growth, yes. Cool. Then the third one is uh, about a girl born in the earliest of times when women had no rights and all of and patriarchy and all of that. So <laughs> that's a complicated one okay. even for me. So we've got a few different got a few yeah. different ideas going then. I know it's and they're pulling me in very directions, so I don't know. <laughs> well hopefully you decide which one you want to do. Um, I hope so. So give us a quick idea then before I let you go. Um, I always find it interesting to know what authors are actually reading themselves. So what's, what have you been reading lately? Oh. Um, I don't have a strict genre right now that I read. I read um, mostly for, because I now do a book chat where I meet other authors. Mm -hmm. So I read what they want me to read. So I'm kind of stuck ah, okay. with what they put out there for me. Once in a while, I read outside that. Um, I was reading, um, I, I can't place his name. Anyways, his name, The Fisherman, is what I was reading. So but I had to abandon it because it was conflicting with an idea I was working with. Right, so right. right now I'm reading Verity by Colleen something. <laughs> okay, awesome. And Hoover, yes, Colleen Hoover. Colin Hoover. The question that I always finish with, I always ask everyone, if there's one book that you wish you had written, what would it be? One book I wish I had written. Yeah. By another author. That, another yeah, author yeah, an, ex an existing book or... that you wish, you know, I wish that was my book, you know. Ooh, um, I think um, the name of the wind. Okay. I I can't I can't remember his name. Yeah, the name the name of the wind. Okay, I don't know it myself. Um, I just go quick. Name of... It's fantasy. Fantasy. Okay. Yes, yeah. I've got it here. Yeah, the name of the wind, Patrick Roth's Rothfuss. Rodfuss, yes. Yeah, heroic fantasy novel. Okay, I don't know it myself. Um, I'm gonna check it out then. If that's your, if that's your recommendation. <laughs> um, I I like certain aspects of the first of the the set. I, I don't know if he's done the third one yet, but I like the first one very much. Okay, well, so. very last question. And why don't you tell the listeners where they can go to get your book to get captured within? Um, you can get captured within on any ebook platform. Um, anywhere Amazon exists, you can get the paperback. <laughs> there we go. So captured within, you can get on Amazon, um, and I'll put a wee link to your website, whatever in the in the show notes, and then they can um, they can have a little read about you. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you very much for 
Colin Numbers, boys, and have a great evening. You too. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. It was lovely having you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, there we have it. What a surprise to have the author of the book we were just talking about. Kem K. Zinu, Colin. That's never happened before, right? Or you know. that's, that's, that's a crazy coincidence. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I mean, it's just cosmos, right? author telepathy it's a special thing when you write a book you get telepathy about who's talking about it exactly we're all interconnected guys yeah (laughs) every one of us um (laughs) we're going to take a very very quick break because i'm going to play an ad for another great podcast and we have a the amazing mero child from uh from tiktok uh, from book talk who sent us a book recommendation so i'm going to play that and we'll be back in a minute or two with our recommendations Hello, folk music fans. Gordon Lightfoot is one of the greatest folk rock artists ever, and now there's a podcast celebrating and discussing his work song by song. It's called Carefree Highway Revisited, and every episode, your host, that's me, Mike Messner, will examine one of Gordon's songs with the help of a special guest. So, if that's your cup of tea, why don't you follow us on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn. That's Carefree Highway Revisited. Hello, book-loving wonder nuggets. I'm Rosie. I'm a bookseller, book talker, and author living in a mysterious pocket of the British countryside with my overflowing shelves, two troublesome cats, and a collection of tea. As a bookseller, I read quite broadly, but my heart belongs to speculative fiction, especially if it's queer. I read both adult and young adult books with the occasional middle grade thrown in, and I love anything that can be described as dark and tightly woven. So recently, I read and loved Victoria Lee's A Lesson in Vengeance. It's dark academia meets slowbound sapphic romance meets ghost story, and it's my entire personality now. So if anyone needs me, I'll be in a prestigious boarding school knocking back old fashions and researching the untimely demise of five famous witches all while being haunted by my dead girlfriend i've also just finished all that's left in the world by eric j brown this is a post-apocalyptic queer ya adventure romance that was as tense to read as it was adorable i don't know if i've ever cared about two characters as much as i care about andrew and jamie although the story is scary it has so many funny moments and character-rich dialogue with plenty of banter I'm also an author, and 16 Souls, my own debut YA novel, releases this October. It follows a reluctant medium called Charlie as he attempts to save the ghosts of York from a fate worse than death. You should add it to your TBR if you like spooky stories, atmospheric settings, and queer disaster teens trying to save the world. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram every day as at Merrowchild, Mero with two R's, and I'll be talking about current reads, bookseller life, giving plenty of unusual book recommendations, and lamenting my inability to maintain a book buying ban for more than a day. So, PJ, do we have some recommendations for this month? Uh, recommendation for this month. Well, you actually, you actually got me on the spot there. I actually, wasn't. Do you want me to go first? Uh, go. No, wait, hold on. No, no, let me, let me just spontaneously decide right now on the top of the head a book that I really love and that I haven't mentioned before, which is hard. Well, that's the hard one is finding something you haven't mentioned yeah, before. Yeah, it's something you haven't mentioned before. Okay, so okay, so I think have I mentioned Katsuo Ishiguro? Well, the problem I is, PJ, it, I can't remember which yeah. ones I've mentioned. Never mind which ones you've mentioned. <laughs> Well, indeed. So this is out of the top of my head, guys. This is not planned, really. But I'm going to mention Katsuo Ishiguro, who is a British Japanese uh, novelist. Um, you might recognize him for having won the uh, Nobel Prize 2017. 
But suffice it to say, I was a huge fan of him before that happens. So no, not a not a post Nobel okay. fan. Just liked him anyway. Not going on the bandwagon. You were a hipster. You were in before. Exactly, I was in before. That's it, guys. So there you go. And I love his his books in general. Um, he is he's read he's written, I believe, eight novels perhaps so far. Uh, started writing in the eighties. And what I find what I like about him, to be honest, is that he's a He's a Japanese, well, he's a, he's a British man, sorry, excuse, me, excuse me, he's a British man whose family is Japanese and they moved there when they were kid, uh, when he was a kid to, to England. So he does come from a big generation of UK authors who have, uh, nevertheless, their family is from somewhere else, like Sam Rushdie, for example, uh, whose family is, is from India and partly also from Afghanistan, et cetera, et cetera. And I do love these, I do love these, I don't even know what to call it. Like you know, the, 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 these mixed background UK authors, mm-hmm. uh, just like like someone rushed yet. But I think they're friends as well. And um, so I do like it because he actually he actually talks about himself that his Japan that he uh, depicts in his first two novels, at least, a pale view of hills, an artist of the floating world, is in imagined Japan, which I really love. And um, even though I, I lived there for a while, I think. When I write about Japan, it's still kind of a imagine Japan, and we've all got that from Studio Ghibli. And so, if you like that kind of stuff, you like this. Um, the book I recommend is simply Never Let Me Go, which is a dystopian novel about, um, let's just say it's about, without giving too much away, uh, it's about a couple of youngsters who grow up, nothing too kind of, nothing too kind of science fiction happening. But they kind of can't, they, they're not allowed to live up to the age of 30 uh, for a specific reason. Let's right. um, just say their, their body organs might be of, of vital importance. And uh, Never Let Me Go is, is really lonely because they, they grow up in this orphanage and like where, where the parents and stuff. Um, and like, why can't they live longer? And uh, it's, not, it's not heavy in science fiction or even dystopia. But nevertheless, it's okay. it is dystopia because it's a turn of kind of a turn of the present future, and uh, where it's not going well. But what I love about this is more like the atmosphere. Uh, 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 there's a tense atmosphere of of loneliness in each character, and they're very they're very dependent on each other. These few characters in the orphanage, and it, it's really sad. And you're left with the impression after reading the book, you're really left forever with this impression. I, and I recommend it just because, yeah, I, just a little side thing. When I read the book, I did have like vivid dreams about the characters, and I didn't have that that often with mm. so many books. So it really sticks with me. This uh, never let me go. It it literally never has let me go. You get the pun, Dean. I get it. Yeah, you didn't have vivid dreams with Pickwick, no? Just just I didn't wandering have around the bit. countryside. He's a he's a capital chap as he takes himself, and uh, he's very much in my heart. I would say. Okay. Well, my recommendation is by Marcos Chico. It's El Assassinato de Socrates, so it's the the killing of Socrates. Um, I think I told you. I hope I haven't already done this one on the show. It's getting uh, difficult oh. to come up with recommendations. I think I reviewed before. I recommended the plot to save Socrates. You read this a few years ago, though. I think you told me about. Yeah. This. So I've got you know in my overall of of fiction about Socrates, um, you know, this is another. So 
I loved the plot to save Socrates, which is a few years back. And I think I recommended it. I don't think I recommended this one. It's the killing of Socrates. This book was perfect for me. It was a gift. We get to see Socrates. We get to see ancient Greece. We get to learn about philosophy. It's in Spanish, which was helpful for me, you know, to, um, I don't, I don't think this book is even in English actually, but no, it's, it's a night, you know, it, it just, it ticked a lot of my boxes. It's, it's action packed. There's a, you know, obviously it's about trying to stop Socrates from, from dying um whilst we also have the philosophy the ancient history the spanish it just ticked way too many boxes for me to not get super excited when i saw this in a in a little bookstore uh in in galicia and and luckily it was a, it was a gift from uh from valerie the pigeon detective so i was very very happy and um, with that one so if you're interested in socrates or you're interested in any of those themes uh, and you can read spanish then check it out i mean as if it's been a year or two maybe it's been translated since then i mean every every night look yeah it sounds like it's worth it Awesome. So that that was my recommendation. Um, have we got anything else, or are we done, PJ? Anything else? Well, I, I know. Uh, can we say any words of wisdom? Are we uh, are we at that time yet of, of life, or because we're eighteen now? I, I, is it time to give words of wisdom to younger generations? Yes. Now old? that now that we are books men, well, I've started telling people books this in my day to day life. When people, you know, are doing something, or when I see I'm in the town and I see rowdy students, or when I see whatever, you know, and I always say, look, put your slippers on, get a cup of tea, and read your Dickens. That's become like my new motto for people. And I'm saying it to and people. What, that, what you say to everyone? Yeah, and I'm saying it to people who clearly have no interest in doing any of those things. You know. <laughs> Well, look, you have to you have to give your word of advice, don't you? I was on St. Patrick's Day with all the people in the pub, and I was saying, saying that to them. But how did you how did you feel about celebrating St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, PJ? Uh, how did I feel? Well, we just went into town, and um, yeah, I mean, like, what can I say? Mixed feelings, to be honest. I, I thought I did dress up though as a, as a as a Civil War veteran, as a Civil War soldier. I saw uh, that, and and I saw and I sang the Irish national anthem. Don't get me started now. Or as I sing it on air, um, but um, yeah, I did dress up, and and so and what, a girl came up to me and said to me and uh, Elisa, she said to us, "You're the one. You're, you're absolutely you're 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 the one." So I think that was a big compliment. I love compliments for the costume. Um, a lot of vomit and uh, give, and the girl was slightly intoxicated. So I'm not best to take it as a compliment, you know. But uh, I'll take a compliment. Yeah, I'll of, take a compliment for anyone. There is a, there is a lot of you know. Crime and vomit on the streets of Dublin. Not not having a go at Dublin. It was still yeah, Belfast amazing. was the same. Belfast uh, was the same. You know, mixed feelings. I'd say mixed feelings. I was just you know telling them to read their Dickens, but they were partying and they didn't they didn't want to read their Dickens. PJ, oh, shush, that's it. That's a yeah. video. It is a video. It's a great video. But I did. Gonna see, give I was a bit. I was a bit disappointed though because I was expecting a bit more of the old kind of like you know singing Irish songs on the streets, and I was expecting mm. more like. You don't have bagpipes and mandolins and, and fiddles. There was none of that you know, wherever I walked. Yeah. I thought there would be literally like every second person would be like playing fiddle. Nah, they're just drunk. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing, right? So, guys, my word of advice is um, just my word of advice is to just slow down. You know, just if you're feeling a bit stressed out, just sit down, breathe a bit, and um, just relax. If it's reading books, that, that's cool. If it's playing the fiddle, and even if it's just even if it's just drinking a, a cup of cha or a cup of Japanese green tea, just do that. And the most important piece of advice of all 
is to listen to more books, boys. So that's if you do anything in your life, you listen to more. If you do more anything, thank you very much for pointing out. I almost forgot that most vital <laughs> advice. So I'll say a quick hello to our friends on the TNC network and, of course, on Radio Oxen and, and wherever uh, people are listening. By the way, we hit 900 uh, Instagram followers this, this week. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, we 900 much, on Instagram. Everyone. We've got 500 on TikTok. And I've only got about 80 or so on Twitter. But we've got about 1,500 all in, uh, which is quite nice. Uh, okay. You guys, if you follow us on Instagram, I'm posting literally at least once a day. Like every day, there'll be some kind of book photo. A couple of times a week, there'll be uh, little video things like, you know, swans and, and, and various things i found plato in the park this week um, so i went to, to take a video of him so there's always stuff going on um, but i guess we're gonna end this um this month with a special song and um, that we we performed live in a car whilst driving uh, in uh, near galway and it's my lovely horse by the divine comedy from the uh, from father ted so if anyone is it actually ted the divine Logan, comedy playing in the car that, well great. no it's us playing in the in the car but uh, we're divine <laughs> and, and, you know, kind of comedic kind of so. uh, we give it a nice extended outro and you can uh, you can check it out here in a few moments um and i think that's that's basically it so if you want to get in touch booksboys at hotmail.com or hit us up on our socials and of course all our links are on booksboys.com and if the DJ would spin that record, we'll be back in about a month. Sis! Dean, do you want to go again? One more time? Oh, okay, let's oh. do it once more. Last time, right? All right. That's I a love... promise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He wants this promise signed in blood. <laughs> My lovely, lovely, lovely horse. My lovely horse. <laughs> Shower you with sugar lumps On your own fences Polish the roofs every single day The horse dances My lovely horse You ain't a pony no more Running around with a man on your back Like a train in the night Like a train in the night I want to hold you tight and tell you I love you, baby. Rain in the night. Ha <laughs> <laughs>
Boys was presented by The Dean and PJ Burke in association with Thaddeus Penguin Productions. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by our sponsor. Is this a tiger I see before me? If you would like to get in touch, you can email us at booksboys at hotmail.com or visit us at booksboys.com. The intro uses Driving in the 70s from the Of Soundtracks and Garage Bands EP by Trapdoor. And the outro uses Dog's Light by Bravo Max from the album of the same name. All music used is either podsafe or used with permission. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash booksboys, get the show early, and all of our bonus booth fan the boys shows and you can also check out our music on Spotify or Apple Music. Thank you kindly for listening to us. Please tell your friends, and come back next time for another episode of Books Boys. Read some books! Oh no, PJ, you need to, you need to say goodbye. You need to... Oh no, I didn't say goodbye. Oh, <laughs> I just kind of like... Oh no, hold on. No, can, we, can we do that again? Uh, oh no. It's fine. Like... No, I'm going to say goodbye. Okay, let me drink it. I will be back in about a month. Sis! There we go. (laughs) Okay. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.